0: Hey there, sweet sister friend, as I was uploading and updating the podcast database, I realized that I have episode 170 still as a draft. It was supposed to be published on Thanksgiving morning. So here you are getting it a few days late, but very timely information as this is all about tips for memorable conversations and meaningful connections. So as you head into the cocktail parties and the Christmas gatherings and all of the New Year's festivities, I pray that this message will be very timely in helping you create meaningful conversations and connections with people. All right, so grab your pen and paper and get ready for the show. Hey there, sweet sister friend. Welcome back to The Shine With Brandy Show. I'm so glad you're here today and happy Thanksgiving to you, dear I am so glad that you are a listener and I cannot thank you enough for your continued listenership. I think I made that word up, but I am so grateful for you. So, today we are going to dive into a topic that I believe will be very timely, not only for the holiday season, but for any time of your life. So, if you're listening to this in August or who knows when, then I feel like what we're going to share today about the art of conversation will certainly benefit you at any time. Now, you might be like, wait, This is a faith, fitness, and fun. We're going to definitely be having some fun up in here. We're definitely going to be having some faith. But the fitness component, you might be thinking, how does this this relate to the kinds of calories I'm going to be eating on Thanksgiving dinner? Well, these are the soul calories. (laughs) We need to be consuming good food for our soul. And so we know that one of the ways that we connect in our soul is with people, with humans. We know that God did not want man to be alone, and so therefore he gave us humankind and fellow brothers and sisters um, and other children to be able to walk this earth with. So I pray what we're going to uh, learn today will certainly benefit you in your soul, as well as every part of your sphere of influence and everywhere you go. So I don't know about you, but there have been so many times in my life, even as extroverted as I am, where I have been uncomfortable attending a holiday gathering. Well, really any gathering for that matter. Maybe it's been at a work party, or maybe, you know, you've gone out of obligation, or maybe you've gone to a church event, or even something in the neighborhood, a little party or a gathering there, and you didn't know a single person. Or perhaps it was your very own family. And maybe you've got that crazy Uncle Frank like I do, right? And who's always irreverent and loud and you're like, oh my gosh, are they gonna have skeletons pulling out of my closet? Like what is going to happen. Now, I don't know about you, but I have been in all three of those instances where I have literally, every single one of the scenarios, I have walked through. And as I mentioned, even as a natural born extrovert with the gift of gab, I have sometimes avoided social gatherings for a number of years for a number of reasons because of the potential discomfort that can accompany conversations, And now y'all know that I love to talk, that's not a problem of mine, but sometimes the topics are uncomfortable. And a lot of the times, especially being my age, a lot of conversations have been around dating. And I'll be honest, y'all, in my 47 rotations around the sun, I can seriously count on one hand, the number of guys whom I've brought as my plus one, whether it be to, to a holiday gathering or to even a wedding. And I'm not sure What has changed over the last few years? Either my family has just stopped asking or caring, or I have just gotten to the point where I feel so comfortable without any arm candy, or perhaps, I don't know, maybe it's both of those, but I am totally confident and comfortable going into places and uncomfortable places, places where I don't know anybody. I go to dinner by myself. I will go to movies by myself. Like That is not a bother for me, but I really have learned that there is an art of connecting with people. And there really is an art to it. It's something that needs to be finessed. Now, I'm no pro by any means, but I thought that I could share a few tips with you to help you navigate some perhaps social anxiety or awkwardness that might happen as you attend different events. Now, and I'm not just talking about during the holidays or any time, this could be for any time of the year. And this could certainly be for something that you share with little ones too, because some of these tips that I'm going to share with you, all these tips actually are going to benefit people of any and every age. So the first one I'm going to share is use their name. Now, that might seem like the obvious, (laughs) right? But we know how important a name is. When you think about the Bible, you know, think about Abram being Abraham. Think about Jacob becoming Israel. We know how important a name is. I think about Mara in um, the story of Ruth and how important that is. Naomi says, don't call me Mara, don't call me Naomi anymore, right? Think about Isaac. His name means laughter. So we know how important and the significance of a person's name. But I don't know about you. I will oftentimes forget someone. I will literally meet them. (laughs) And within 13 seconds, I'm like, what is their name? What is their name? What is their name? And I'm like asking myself in my own head. So one of the tools that I've learned over the years, and I actually learned this when I was working in admissions because we did a lot with sales and sales training, was in the first three minutes use that person's name three times. So it was the three by three rule. Now, don't make it weird, right? Like, don't make it so that the end of every question you're asking their name, like, oh, tell me about yourself, Susan. Oh, tell me about yourself, Dan. Like, no, that's weird, right? So just make it very contextual and just use it in your conversation. Now, here's the one important thing I will remind you of this. If you forget their name, ask them. Humble yourself and say, I love learning people's names and I am sorry to say that I have forgotten yours. And it's really important that I know yours because I'm really enjoying this conversation. So give them a compliment, kind of just put it out there though and just say, I have forgotten your name. Humble yourself to it. Allow yourself to be gracious and just say, can you remind me of your name again? And then here's the the best part about that. When you thank them, thank you so much for sharing that, Michelle. Just use their name right back there in it. Okay, that's hugely important. People love to be seen. We know that God is El Roy. We're first introduced to Him uh, when He comes to Hagar in Genesis, and He's the God who sees. So, guess what? If our God sees, we want to see other people. And one way to do that is to use their name. That is their God given name. So let's use it. All right. So that's tip number one: is to use that person's name, right? And hopefully they will reciprocate and use it back. And if they forget your name, hopefully when you have that awkward second. You know, and I always reintroduce myself when I'm with people. I'm like, oh, by the way, I'm Franny. You know, like if they're, especially if they're introducing me, oh, this is my husband. I'm like, oh, hi, I'm Franny. So in case that person has forgotten, it's just another like buffer for them. Okay. Tip number two is get curious. Y'all, we need to follow Jesus in all areas of our life. And one way that we remember is that Jesus always asks questions. Do you want to be well? You know, tell me about your husband. He would tell the lady at the at the well. Right? The woman with five husbands. So ask something. Make a connection point with the person. Maybe simply asking them how they know the host. Or if you're at a church or a work party, maybe you ask them, you know, what department do they work in, or where do they serve in the community, or how long have they been going? You know, I read a book really, I can't remember if it's Alan Pease, is I think his name, P-E-A-S-E. Don't quote me on that. But the book title was called Questions Are the Answers. We must get curious. And guess what, y'all? We have two ears and one mouth for a reason. So let's start asking questions, not just making it about you when you're, you know, there at a party or whatnot, but really asking people questions. Now, one of the things that I was taught in sales training was to just, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself, right? Now, that is a very open-ended question. And for some people, that's very, very guarded. They don't know where to start. Sometimes people like give a very directed Tell me about yourself, you know, give something that is pleasurable because guess what? When they're talking about something they enjoy, they're going to have that feel good hormone. It's going to rise up in their own bodies and they're going to remember you as an enjoyable person because you elicited those good feelings and those good emotions within them. So therefore, when you're asking questions, ask them something like, tell me about what you love to do in your free time or what is your favorite thing to do? you know, on a Friday night or something, you know, and I always kind of make a joke like this isn't my normal Friday attire, you know, especially if I'm in a little cocktail dress or something. And I'm like, what do you like to do on a typical Friday night? You know, it just kind of breaks the ice. It gives people context. And then it also gives you an opportunity to learn more About them. So if they were like, oh, I typically go to my son's soccer games, or oh, on Friday night, my husband and I go get pizza at our favorite place to eat. Oh, where is that? Or I'm new in town, tell me a little bit more about that. So it leads that to another avenue of asking questions, a whole other line of questions. You know, and I think for me, I've literally been in conversations where I'm like, oh my gosh, Jennifer, tell me a little bit about how you got into fitness pole dancing that is a legit conversation I literally had in the last two weeks. (laughs) I was like, I can't say that I know too many people who do that. And it was such a great week because then it led us on this whole entire, literally rabbit trail of how she was visually impaired. And then she uses that because she has to feel it with her body and she can be uninhibited because she doesn't know how far the distance is from the ground and she's not afraid of falling. And I was like, oh my gosh, there was such a whole new awareness. And so She was like, I love talking to you. Oh my gosh, this is the best because guess what? For 20 minutes, all that she did was tell me all about this experience and where it started from. So I just feel like that is such a great way to connect with people is you just ask a very specific question, but gives them an opportunity of opening up. Don't start with, let me tell you this one. This is from my own personal experience, maybe my own personal uh, drama and wound here. But don't say like, oh, so how many children do you have? Or are you married? You can look at someone's ring finger and pretty much see that. Now, again, this doesn't trigger me like it used to. Like years ago, it was like, oh, gosh, they're going to ask me that, you know? But just really, it just comes up in conversation. When you say, what's your favorite thing to do on a Friday night? Again, if they answer, I'm going to my son's soccer game. Or, you know, you can say, oh, do you have just one son? And then it opens up that conversation for other questions. You're not starting, you know, maybe someone's been having a challenge, having children, and you're asking if they have children, maybe that's a, you know, a tender moment for them. Or again, if somebody's recently divorced or going through a divorce, you don't want to say, Oh, are you married? You know, even if they don't have a ring on, you're like, Oh gosh, I just stepped into that one, put my foot in my mouth. And that person starts crying and groveling, which leads me to number three. (laughs) All right. So tip number one, is to use their name, super simple. Tip number two is to get curious, ask those questions, write those favorable, good, pleasurable emotion questions, like good feeling emotion questions that lead them to have a very positive experience and remember you in a very kind way. The third one is, wait for it, use the language of the kingdom. Now, the primary language of the kingdom is faith, but guess what? Life is in the power of the tongue, Great Life and death of the power of the tongue. It tells us in Proverbs, but the language of the kingdom is life and love. So when we're speaking to someone, give them a compliment, speak life in them. I really like that lipstick or wow, that top is so pretty. It really brings out the blue in your eyes. Really just again, finding a genuine compliment. Don't just make something up, but finding a genuine way to connect with that person. And the reason why I mentioned a few seconds ago that this was very personable for me was because I met the loveliest woman at a wedding that I attended in Dallas a few weeks ago. And she was just this beautiful, just glow of a woman. And we started connecting. We were outside and she had these two beautiful daughters and, you know, a handsome husband with her. And they're just this lovely family. And I didn't know her. And we started talking, oh, how do you know the bride? And she was explaining to me and then I was telling her I met the bride and, And then I just started breaking down in tears and I was like, I was supposed to be married this year. And she was like, oh, honey, I'm so sorry. I'm going to cry right now. She's like, I'm so sorry. And Gary Ann, if you're listening, I just want to say thank you because you definitely helped me through that day because it was definitely tender for me because I met this girl at the dating conference and started dating somebody at the exact same time that she did. And now here she was walking down the aisle. And I was so overjoyed to be there with her, uh, with my dear sweet friend Aubrey. And Gary Ann, the sweet guardian angel who got just sent right there, she said, I'm going to be praying for you. And I'm praying for your future husband. And I'm praying for you. And I was like, so just overwhelmed. But here's the one reason I want to share this with you because she spoke love. She spoke from a place of just genuine love care, kindness, compassion. And she also spoke life into me. She said, you're such a beautiful woman. You've got so much going for you. God cares. God sees you. She just started pouring into me and speaking and just being the kingdom, what I needed that exact moment. Now, one of the things that we can do as believers is of course, speak life into that person and speak with love. But the other thing as a receiver, you know, and a person who's going to also express is to be allow ourselves to be vulnerable. I could have just walked away. I could have used, you know, self-deprecating humor like I sometimes do. I could have just not even mentioned it. I could have just said, oh, I've just known Aubrey. I met her at a conference, a work conference and just, you know, called it aside. But I went there. I allowed myself to go there and it created such a place of intimacy and such a place of depth. Now, again, note to your audience know where you're at (laughs) if it's at a work party and it's your boss or your boss's you know partner spouse or whatever you might want to use a little discretion with how vulnerable to be but this felt very comfortable and Gary Ann made me feel just so welcomed and loved and assured that I felt very comfortable to be able to do that and so we know that intimacy is into me you see she allowed that space and created that space of intimacy that she was able to see my wounded soul in that moment and guess what she offered the healing salve of love and joy and kindness. And she spoke life and love and tenderness into my heart at that very moment when I needed it. So, sister friend, as you embark upon these next few weeks here in the holiday season and you go to these casual cocktail parties and these work gatherings and these neighborhood, you know, Christmas parties and all the things you go to, I pray that these three tips will help you and beyond that you can really just use these very simple using someone's name, asking and getting curious, you know, with asking good questions, and really just using the language of the kingdom of life and love. I pray that these three will really just allow your conversations to be anointed, that you will have excellent conversation skills, that you will just be such a light, a bright light, pardon me, and just such a source of love wherever you go that people are like, wow, that person is different. I loved enjoying meeting with that person. I really just enjoyed our time and our chat together. And again, you're not doing it for anything that is of your own, you know, selfish or vain ambition. You're doing it because you want to be the Matthew 514 light that glorifies his name wherever you go. And that is my highest open prayer for you always and forever, is that you know that the light that you shine radiates because of the one who shines in and through you. So sweet sister, (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and rewind that. So sweet sister friend, I just pray God's mercies over you. I pray his blessings, his favor just surrounds you and follows you wherever you go. Happy Thanksgiving. I am so thankful for you. Until we meet next time, keep on shining.